Hello, everybody. Anne Louise Gittleman here, host of the First Lady of Nutrition podcast, where I tackle the most urgent and controversial health trends and topics with the world's leading experts in health and wellness and in fitness. This is vital health info that you won't hear anywhere else, I promise. My sponsors are Unikey Health Systems and CS Health, who make this show possible each and every week. You can find my specially formulated products at unikeyhealth.com. And be sure to check out cs-health.com for Vitalactica Plus, the only fully activated sulforaphane product on the market, which I take daily as an internal sunscreen. Now, today, I'm so pleased to have health and fitness royalty on the show. J.J. Virgin is a four-time New York Times bestselling author and triple board certified nutritionist, health and fitness expert, and trendsetter. J.J. was an influencer before anyone knew what an influencer was. She's continually broken barriers on the health space over her entire career. And she stands as a shining example of empowerment to women everywhere, whom she affectionately refers to as sheroes. She's a born leader and a powerful force in progressive health, weight loss and wellness trends that will define practical natural health protocols for generations to come. She's here today with me now, and we're going to be discussing her latest book, Warrior Mom. First Lady of Nutrition welcomes JJ Virgin. Hi, JJ. So how does it feel to be an influencer before anybody knew what an influencer was? <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I think it's kind of all these influencers are, it's ridiculous. Can I say that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I feel like we're not influencing for the right things anymore. So I'm going to hold my ground on what I, what I influence for. Well, I love that. And I so, so appreciate that. But you've been an influencer in an organization called Mindshare. Could you just tell my listeners what that's all about? Thank you. This is my life's work, really. Um, you know, so I had this dream that I wanted to help a million people get and stay healthy, right? That was like the big goal. And then I was on Dr. Phil for two years. I was like, okay, check that one. And I go, now, how do you help a billion people? How do you do that moonshot that you hear about? from Naveen Jain, like, how do you do that? And that really the way you do that is uh, you help other people. And so I, I was kind of lonely with what I was doing. And I started bringing my friends in the health industry together and started with like 12 people in a room. Cause I was going to marketing events and there were never any other healthcare people there. Mm. And, uh, you know, it started with 12 people at a marketing event, having lunch. And the next thing I knew I had a line down the hallway of people wanting to come into the lunch. And then we started our own event and the event grew and grew. And now the event is, um, oh my gosh, we do a virtual event a year. We do an in-person event a year. We have a costume party. We have an award ceremony. That's, you know, the big health industry awards of people who are go-givers, humanitarians, um, rising tide, you know, really, really celebrating people who are not just making an impact out in the world, but they're also helping, helping their fellow, their peers along with it, right? Along, alongside them. So who is eligible for this wonderful mind chair? I get invitations all the time from the likes of Donna Gates. And I know, Tony when Brown. are we going to get you there? My gosh, what do we have to do? Come get you? 
God, no, we should do it in Coeur d'Alene. That's what that's what it'll take. But I but but I'm so impressed with what you but you've you've accomplished so much in the nutritional and health sphere. You're my shero, JJ Virgin. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding? You're like the person that I was always following. So that that makes me crazy. Like your fat flush plan, gosh. Very kind and very sweet. Well, very you... true. I mean, you're <laughs> like, like, you know, you and I now it's so funny because now we're the OGs. I'm like, when did I go from being the, the young and to the OG? But uh, it's, it's fun. I, I hope we get into a culture that celebrates the elders and the wisdom, because that's where I've really been getting all of my wisdom or the people, the people ahead of me who I've been, been, you know, learning from and mentoring with. And I agree with you. You know, I just wrote a book called Radical Longevity, which we'll have to get in your hands. And I talk about Ooh. getting it. We've got to get into the age of saging, not aging. Right. Oh, you must be on my podcast with that. Oh, my gosh. You would you'd absolutely love it. We're so on the same page, but you have transformed yourself from a health warrior into warrior mom. So I need to know the whole backstory of warrior mom, which is one of your latest books. What happened to make you a warrior mom? Oh, my gosh. Well, so when the virgin diet was coming out, which and was, I, and give me some, give me some context. Wasn't that like 2012 or so? So that was 2012. It was, um, coming out in, in like early, end of October, 2012. And this was early September, 2012, my 16, I had two boys, 15 and 16. I'm the financial support for my family. And I've got this book coming out end of October. And I have invested everything. I got this advance. I invested the advance. I borrowed some, this is going to be my big breakout. I planned it all. I'd worked on the launch. I'd worked with Brendan Burchard and Daniel Amen on PBS and everything. I was ready. Ooh. And, uh, then my son is crossing the street at dusk and gets hit by a car. We think going maybe 40 miles an hour hit and run car oh leaves the gosh. scene. Literally a woman gets out of the car looks behind her gasps get back in the car because the neighbor saw this and drives off oh my so gosh we don't know any of this he was airlifted to the local hospital as a john doe um we rushed there because my ex-husband and son stumble upon the, the accident scene and asked what had happened and the policeman said a boy was hit and looked at my other son and said look just like him I how know fr how frightening, how frightening. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, a parent, literally, you know, a parent's worst, worst nightmare, as you can imagine. So we get there and they usher us into a conference room. They're saying nothing to us, like terrible bedside manner. And, um, they say your son was in a terrible accident. He has a torn aorta. It's going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours. If it's not repaired, we can't repair it here because he also has multiple brain bleeds. He's in a deep coma. Mm. though he still has brain activity mm. but if we were to do it here he his brain would bleed out so we'd have to airlift him but he'll never survive the airlift to the hospital and even if he were to survive the airlift to the hospital he's, it's highly unlikely he'd survive that surgery and even if he survived both of those he'd be so brain damaged it wouldn't be worth it literally this is what this doctor says now my son bryce who's 15 is looking at this doctor as this doctor saying this and he says uh so maybe there's a 0.25% chance he'd make it. And the doctor says, yeah, that sounds about right, son. He goes, oh, oh my God. You know, well, here's, here's my son. And, you know, this is why it's so important to teach your kids, you know, to question things like this is a doctor giving his opinion. It's not a fact, Correct. you know? And so Bryce says, well, we'll take those odds. It's not zero. 
Yes, oh. smart little boy. And he's the right. Fa- t- and tell me how old the other son that was the, for the hit and run, how old was he when this happened? He was 15. So he was 15. My goodness. Yes. And, uh, you know, so, so we overruled that doctor. We had him airlifted to Harbor UCLA, total different situation there. I'll tell you. Um, and they had five surgical teams working on him. He survived the airlift. He survived the surgery. And that next morning I was standing there and, you know, he's in a deep coma and they're, they're like, he's not going to respond. And literally there were two fingers I could hold because everything was either covered with road rash or he'd had 13 fractures. It was in a cast and I'm holding these two fingers and saying, Oh, you know, Grant, we love you so much. And he's not reacting at all, of course. And then I said, your brother loves you so much. And I feel the little finger squeeze. And I'm, I'm, huh. And then I think, you know what? I have not had any sleep. I'm clearly crazy. And then I said, and your grandmother loves you so much. And I get no response. And then I said, and your girlfriend Mackenzie, you know, loves you so much. And he, tried <laughs> to pick, he tried to pick my fingers off the bed. And I'm like, all right. And that's what I went. Okay, Grant, you know what? You're going to be 110%, honey. This is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I just, I don't know where that even came from. It just became my mantra. And, you know, I believe that you get what you expect. Yeah. And that, and that when you ask, like the questions you ask are going to create the answers you get. Right. So if I'm asking, how do I get my son to 110%, it's a very different question than how do I make sure he stays alive? Right. I yes. Mean, yes. 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 Vegetable. So that's what I did. And, uh, by the way, I launched the virgin diet bedside because here's the other thing that I stood there that night and I went, all right, you know, I, I'm not going anywhere. Like one of the top causes of death is, you know, death in these hospitals because there's, that's a teaching hospital. And then, you know, brain injuries are like leading cause of death in kids. I'm not going anywhere and I'm the financial support. And if this book doesn't go, I'm bankrupt. So I'm thinking this is going to take a lot of, of money to get him through this. And this has to go big. Yes. I launched that New York times bestselling book bedside next to my son in a coma. Oh my God. What a backstory. This is the backstory to your first bestseller. This is so phenomenally interesting. So the yeah, qu- and I the- didn't tell a whole lot of that. Like I didn't really tell that in warrior mom because my publisher and, and agent go, that's just too far beyond and no one will believe it, you know? And I'm like, okay. I love so. that part of it, but that, that's such an important motivational part of the story. Right. I, you know, I, the book would have been successful. How, would it have been that successful? I got to tell you when, you know, that phrase that if you want to take the Island, you got to burn all the boats. Like I'd burn those boats. Like that was it. This, this book represented me getting my son to 110%. And I was going to do whatever it it took to get there. So, you know, I was in the hospital with him. I was doing interviews out of the hospital's little admin offices. um, And I made sure I prioritized my self-care because you can't walk in sick to a pediatric ICU. You can't have a sniffle, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Especially, especially then and now, of course. Right now it's now it's even more so. And so, you know, you can't get sick. You're under all that stress. I had all these things going on and I just, I was like making sure I got eight hours of sleep. I was totally eating healthy. I was taking all my supplements. <laughs> I, did, I did all the stuff I was supposed to do. Our buddy, Dr. Hyla Cass actually made me homemade um, chicken kale soup and was bringing it to the hospital. Oh. It was, yeah. Like I'll never forget those things. Oh, right? oh how kind. Now I, I think you consulted with another mutual friend of ours. How does Barry, Barry Sears enter the picture? Oh my gosh. So, you know, you look at this and you go, all right, it, 
it is amazing. I had like the pro, the pro sports team going, I'll tell you. So what happens when I get through this? So I get through the whole 24 hours and I've decided he's going to be 110%. So I'm thinking, I have no clue how the heck to do this. So what I'm going to do is send an email out. And so I literally send an email out to my entire list of everybody I know, every, every customer, everything. And it says, listen, I don't want your sympathy. I need your support. Give me whatever you have that works in a severe traumatic brain injury, right? Because we were already out of the woods with the torn aorta, but now he's in a coma mm. with 13. I wasn't even concerned at the time about the 13 fractures. Like I found out later, I mean, he had a crushed heel. They had to totally reconstruct, oh my um, gosh. which they're like, this is a game changer. We don't know if he'll walk again. I mean, when, when you're worried that your son's aorta is going to rupture, that's the only thing you worry about. Then you're worried about, will he come out of this coma? You know, things like crushed heels seem like no big deal. But then as you come through it, you're like, oh boy, you know, because both his femurs had to get rotted. I mean, it was, it was crazy. But so I sent this all out, you know, I've got Dr. Daniel Amen coming to the hospital, helping out. I've got another girlfriend who is buddies with Donald Stein, Dr. Donald Stein over at Emory, who was helping me on progesterone. And then um, I think it was through Bob Roundtree. Um, and I'd met Barry Sears before. And uh, they reconnected me up with him and also um, Michael Lewis. And they gave me all the research. This is going to kill you. They gave me all the research on high dose fish oil and brain injury. Now, mm, Grant, Grant I had been, whoa. Yeah. So, Grant had been on five grams of fish oil prior to the accident. I think this is a very important point to underscore. That's, and that's a high dose for all my listeners. That's, that's an exceptionally high dose. We usually recommend only one to two grams. So, he was on five grams to begin He was on five grams because that of saved his life. But it saved a, his life. That saved his it life. It saved his life. And that's an important thing. And even if it's two grams, you know, the, the deal is, um, fish oils, neuroprotective, and who knows when you're going to hit your head. It's not like you go, I think I'll hit my head tomorrow. So him being on that fish oil prior to was a, like, I think was the reason that he made it through. And then, um, in the hospital, I'm like, listen, he was on, he was on five grams of fish oil before I'd like to push it to 10 and they wouldn't go over two grams. And I brought them all the research because what, what Barry and Michael Lewis and, um, Bob and all of them were showing was that it's, it was like 10 to 20 grams. And you got to realize he was in a severe coma, right? So 10 to 20 grams, well, they wouldn't push past two. What happened was Grant was trying to get his feeding tube out as he started to come out of the coma. And it was interesting because I always thought, you know, like you see in those movies, someone comes out of a coma by waking up, smiling at you and telling you they love you, which is not what happens. So He's slowly coming out of this coma, staring off into space, but he starts to hack up his feeding tube. And, you know, it was on a Sunday. We said he had to wait till Monday and uh. he just, he just hacked it out. So he hacks up his feeding tube. The minute that happened, I had a Nutribullet in there and it was game on. I was giving him a, like fish oil liquid. So I dosed him up to 20 grams. And what was so interesting is when he went to 20 grams is exactly when he started talking. Now he's an N of whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa. 20 grams. 20 grams. I kept him on 20 grams for months, six months of 20 grams. And I took him to 10 grams and I brought him back down to five. And now he's on two. But I mean, I had him on 
20 grams for six months, then 10 grams, and then five grams. And now he's on two. I mean, so, so let me ask you a question and jump in here, if I may. So, was this a fish oil that was higher in DHA than EPA? Is, is there a specific ratio we should look for in this case? You know, what was very interesting is I couldn't find, like, that was all over the board as to what, what you needed to do there. And so I couldn't find any concrete, this is what you need to do. So um, one of the companies, and it's funny because they're like, don't tell everyone we're doing this, but one of the companies sent me a ton of fish oil. So I was just using their liquid, their liquid pharmaceutical, you know, professional grade fish oil. Um, and I didn't, I didn't worry about the EPA and DHA. I just kind of felt like my, his body was going to take do with it what it needed because it wasn't just his brain either that was going on right he had a torn aorta mm. uh, you know and all this other stuff he had a lot of bone i mean he had 13 fractures so you've got fish oil helping with bone you know bone remodeling along with all that inflammatory response so figured if his brain didn't need it the other things would use it so i didn't just focus on dha so you did the EPA and the DHA and he's now down to two. So what else did you do? Anything specific nutritionally? Well, when he was in the hospital, I brought in a Nutribullet. I, one of the first things he said, I literally had a sign. So this is so funny. They were like, well, what is he going to drink? And I'm like, water, you know, and they're, they want to give him crystal light. I'm like, oh, a brain my injury. He has a brain injury. You've got him on things to keep him from having seizures. And you want to give him NutraSweet? Like, absolutely not. I had a sign up that said no insure, no crystal light. So I was bringing in a very specialized protein powder with some um, amino acid blends. Cause I was worried about him being, he was, you know, lost a lot of weight very quickly, obviously when he, and he was bedridden. So I was giving him, you know, really great bioavailable protein and uh, branched chain amino acids to stop the muscle wasting. Fats. Yes. Yeah. And cause he was so catabolic, but he, that turned around pretty quickly, you know, vitamin D I was loading him with everything that I knew that he needed. Cause I could get it all in a smoothie. It was fantastic. So, but I had to bring it in every single day because there was no refrigerators or anything else there. So every day I was lugging in a big, <laughs> a big cooler of stuff for him. What a challenge. So for those of you that have never launched a book, I've launched 37. Just launching a book is traumatic in and of itself. But JJ Virgin had to be at the side of her precious son who was hit by a car, hit and run accident and almost lost his life. So you... So would you say that that positive, resilient mindset and everything that you did thereafter was really the fuel that made your book such a magnificent bestseller? Um, I knew that I was committed to getting my son to be 110%. And that and was, means that whatever it took, right? And the things that we did, I'll tell you, most of that was not insurance covered, like, you know, the hyperbaric neurofeedback stem cells, all of that stuff. And, um, so I just, for me, I was like, I was going to do whatever it took, y you know, sometimes you go, I don't want to make that call. I don't want to hear that. No, I don't. I was like, I'll, I'll do anything. And I will tell you the other side is, you know, a lot of my friends who are supporting and promoting the book were moms. And they were like, they just you know, they got the mom card out and everyone's like, this mom needs help. So, you know, 
I think a lot of people went out and supported and promoted. What a blessing. How for, but how right? fortunate, how fortunate, but you deserved it. And would you say that if, if you were to tell people what the most important trait was from the positive, resilient mindset, what would that be? Because it's not just this traumatic situation that happened to your son. These are traits that people need to kind of dig out of themselves with any traumatic situation. Wouldn't you agree? Before it happens. Here's the thing. Oh, you this know? is a key. Everybody listen up. This is a real game changer. Go ahead, JJ. I mean, this is, this is when you really look at it, like you don't blow up the life raft when, you know, you're out in the middle of the ocean and the boat's gone. Like that's not when you blow up the life raft. So here's what's so interesting about this in writing Warrior Mom, because I kept getting interviewed and people were like, how did you, like, how did you know how to do all these things? I'm like, I don't know. They were just in me. Well, finally at like, I don't know, interview 300, I went, oh, that's not true. At the age of 30, I had a mentor. This was my first mentor. And we talked a little bit already about like the sages and, um, she was, I was 30. She was in her 50s. She was a self-made multimillionaire. And the way she built all of her businesses was on mindset. And so it was funny because she said she was going to teach me how to be successful. I thought I was going to learn like these amazing business strategies. I literally moved into her house. And the first thing she did was put rubber bands around my wrist. She, she says now, wow, wow. Well, she says now whenever, yeah, whenever you have a limiting belief, then snap the rubber band. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this one, I thought you were going to teach me how to be successful in business, you know? And she's like, you're not ready. And literally for six months, she taught me the things that changed the trajectory of my life. And they saved my son. The reason that my other son said, we'll take those odds was purely because this woman trained me that there are no limitations. You know, the only limitations are in your mind. There is no right or wrong. There just is that, you know, you get what you expect. Um, and, and so, so many of those things that I just lived that way that I totally forgot that I even was with her. Like I forgot all these months of her mentoring me because it just was who I became. I so carefully managed my environment. And so, you know, from that point forward, who I hung out with, the things that I read, the things I listened to that by the time I got to that hospital, it was funny because the doctors were like, okay, she's a little crazy, but I was like, she's going to be 110%. And one group, I had this orthopedic team who came in and they said, we're just trying to get him to walk again. I go, you know, I would bet if, and at the time I said, if Kobe Bryant was in that bed, that you wouldn't mm. be saying that. Mm. And if you cannot see him running and being athletic, then you're not the right people for the team. Good because I knew you. that they couldn't, right? If they couldn't see it, they were not going to treat him as if and help him get there. Like you have to be able to see it first in your mind's eye. Everything's created twice. You've got to see it first there to, to believe it. And if they couldn't, like no way they were fired. <laughs> so. so the question is then a positive mindset made your book go through the roof. You have had a very successful career. You're now a shero to so many of us that are out there. You're an influencer before influencers were well known. So the question is, how does mindset tie into health specifically? It ties into every area of your life, but into health specifically. Mindset ties into everything. And you know, it was interesting when I wrote uh, Warrior Mom, which was originally titled Miracle Mindset, I changed the title. Um, and the publishers were like, but you're not a mindset person. I go, everything's mindset. And if you look at any of my books, the first thing I start with is mindset, because if you don't first start now, and I'll tell you, this was so interesting. I queried my community and I said, well, if you're not where you want to be in your, in your health and with your weight, why not? 
And I thought they'd say, oh, I can't give up my, you know, can't give up my sugar or my gluten or whatever they were going to say. And the, the common theme throughout was that I didn't feel worthy. And you just look at this and go, wow, that's a right. That's a big one there. And I wonder what that's all about. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you look at it and go, where do you have to start if you are going to work on being healthy? Well, if you don't believe you're, you're, you deserve it, you're worth it. Right. If you put yourself like so many women do on the back of the to-do list, they put their spouse and their kids and, and their house, everything ahead of themselves. That's a challenge. You have to start first with you being the most important, you being the CEO of you and you being the most important person here and you are worth it. And then really be able to start with that envisioning, you know, where you want to be so that you can close that gap, right? Because you got to see it first in your mind before you can ever create it. Yes, indeed. And so if there were seven secrets to a resilient mindset, give me some words, give me some landmark uh, qualities that people can attain. Yes. And these are, you know, the easy thing here is like all the stuff. And, and again, I didn't even realize it as I was writing this book because it became so much a part of me. And so if it could become a part of me, it can become a part of, of anybody here. Right. And so one of the easiest, one of the ones that I think is probably my favorite is, and, and I remember Kay Smith saying this to me is she said, don't wish it was easier. She Ooh, said at the time, <laughs> don't wish it was, she said, don't wish it was easier. Make yourself better. Now I say, make yourself stronger, but she always said, don't ever wish it was easier. You know, everybody wants easy. Don't wish it was easier. Then everyone's around and there's too much competition. Just make yourself stronger. And I think concurrent with that is we are so much stronger than we think. Yes. Right. We are, we're just not challenged. And the deal is we're never better than when we're challenged, you know, and I'll tell you an interesting story about that. When Grant came out of the hospital, as you can imagine, and, and how long was he in the hospital? JJ? He was in the hospital four and a half months. He would have been in the hospital probably eight months. We just took him out early. Cause I really felt like if he were home, he would be able to heal faster. And there were also things we couldn't do in the hospital, like hyperbaric um, and some other things I wanted to do. They were restricting us. And so we brought him home, which was not easy, right? Um, but one of the things I learned pretty quickly was I, I was so afraid he was gonna go out and get hit by a car again or go do something because he wasn't, he, he was still you know, coming out of this coma. And so he would go to step off the, the, the curb and I'd grab him and you know, this was a really, I was living in fear with him and holding him back. And I, I, this was making him depressed. So what I started to do was push him and challenge him. And that shifted everything. Cause again, you know, no one wants to be held back and told they can't do it and they're not good enough. And it's like, push him out there. And I said, Grant, you just survived the unsurvivable. You can do this. Right. And we True. just started pushing him and pushing him. And again, you know, I, we're never better than when we're challenged. We've got to push, we've got to just get past this. Oh, I wish it was easier. Do not do that. Just, just look at how do I get stronger? How can I do this? So that's a big one. The next one, you know, I find in a lot of what I do, a lot of business coaching with um, doctors and healthcare professionals, they always want, you know, they always want, you know, where should I go? What should I do? I need to get this perfect. I'm not sure, you know, I need more clarity. And the biggest antidote for any of that is action. Uh, I love this saying, you can't course correct standing still. You look at a plane and it knows, you know, where it wants to go, but it's course correcting all along the way. Yes, it's so true. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. 
Yep. So next one is that whole idea of, um, in Kay telling me, you know, the only limitations are the limitations in your mind, which I will tell you when she said that to me, I go, that's the craziest. Of course there's limitations, right? You know, but here I've got a kid that they're saying is going to die within the next 24 hours, every hour, 10% higher chance he's going to die. And I'm saying he's going to be 110% and better than before the accident. And that sounds absolutely crazy. And I just wasn't willing the whole way through when they were telling me, oh, we don't know they'll wake up. Oh, he'll probably never talk again. Oh, he'll never walk again. I'm like, you are not allowed to say that around him. He's not allowed to hear any of this. Good. And I wasn't going to let any of those limitations become who he was. See, and I, I like the fact that you're using the word limitations rather than negativity. I think I'm going to start using that. Those are very limiting belief systems. The woman who mentored me, Kay, um, it was very interesting because you were not allowed to come to her ever with a problem. You were only ever allowed to present a challenge and all challenges became opportunities. Yes. And you were not, you were also not allowed to bring her a challenge before noon, because what she said is usually by noon, you've figured it out anyway, so, <laughs> you know, which is pretty very interesting, clever, very but it clever. just shows you that language is so, I mean, it, language is such a big big deal big big deal you are what you say and then you your your mind takes that as 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 uh gospel but where do people start with all this so i've got a little exercise that i have that Kay helped me with early on and then you know it just it became the way that i survived all of this and it's the easiest thing to do i mean obviously throughout the book there's all these lessons and i created a course called miracle mindset academy to take people through it so there's so much that you can do out there um but i think the easiest place to start is with gratitude so i have uh, something i call my jam that i teach people to do and literally you get up in the morning and you take out a journal and you write down five things you're grateful for. And if I could find five things to be grateful for when I was living in, you know, like a residence in five minutes away from a hospital and uh, doing all of that, you know, it's like, you and just promoting find, a I, book, I, right. But I was like, okay, I have a place to stay. Um, my son is safe. He's alive. You know, it's like, I'm, I have food and money, right? You can always find those things. So find five things at least. And then throughout the day when I was there, you know, um, if I was getting scared, freaked out or anything else, one of the easiest ways I found to make a state change was through appreciation. And one of the easiest ways to do that now with phones is just text someone and tell them what you appreciate about them because you're going to instantly get love back. Yes right? It's such an easy one. And then at the end of the day, and this is, this is an amazing, important thing that I think we all, I, I know I do forget to do if it's not scheduled in is what was that little miracle, that win of the day. And, you know, just, just one thing I call it, I call it the little miracle. Cause then it's gratitude, appreciation, miracles, jam, easy to remember, but what's that little win? What happened today? You know, for me, it might've been that grant squeezed my finger he made eye contact, you know, he was able to taste something. So whatever those things are, you find one win and there's always something, there's usually a bunch and that, that's it. If you just started with that, I always do that as a challenge for five to seven days, because what happens in five to seven days is crazy. You know, it shifts everything, it shifts your immune system. 
Yes, that's so important. Where do people find your book, Warrior Mom, JJ? Was that the original title of this book, by the way? I, th- I seem to think it was a different title. It was Miracle Mindset, um, which never, you know, it's still, I think on Amazon, it's both Miracle Mindset and Warrior Mom. I was doing an interview with Mark Hyman and in the Broken Brain docu-series. And they're like, we just had to have you because you're such a warrior mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the title. Beautiful title. Right. And you know, what's crazy. Grant's name actually means warrior. Oh, I was like, oh my, and, and I knew that wasn't the title. I was like, I knew it wasn't. I kept trying to figure it out. And then I went, well, there it is. <laughs> and so where do people find warrior mom? They'll, they'll, they'll find online. And then what about Mindshare? I want you to give us a little more information about that because uh, that has made such an impact in the industry. It's transformed the industry, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you. That's so cool to hear, you know, it's we're so just, true uh, to hear it because that, oh. that's truth, my dear. Thank you. It's, it is my most favorite. Like it's what I love the most. I just love, love, love it. And uh, the most amazing human beings in our group. And that is mindsharecollaborative.com. And it's collaborative because one of my mindset things is a rising tide lifts all boats that and you know, so we're true. all better together. Right. So true. So very true. And I've met so many lovely people that are part of your group it is definitely changing the face of the health and fitness industry to say the least. And what's up next for JJ Virgin? I am going to do um, Virgin Diet 2.0 actually next year. And concurrently, I am going to teach how I do a bestseller. So I'm doing this, them together. With a miracle mindset in the background. <laughs> well, everything's mindset, everything. You know, it's part of when we t- teach over at Mindshare, we have a health business growth ra- roadmap of how to predictably create um, success in, a, in your health business. And at the foundation of everything is community and mindset. I love that. That's so, that's so uplifting and so motivational. My last question to you before I let you go, because I know you've got a crazy schedule. The most surprising lesson from your book, what can we leave our listeners with? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's very interesting. When I was younger, I was a little grudge holder. And then I thought that I'd gotten over it. You know, I could forgive people and I f- was pretty proud of myself. And so when the accident happened, and we found out that this was a woman who had hit Grant and it was a hit and run. I just was like, and literally the town, they, they wanted to put a reward out. And I'm like, let her go. She's already, we don't know what really happened there, you know, and I'm sure she's already suffering enough. Like that yes. I'm putting my energy towards Grant. And so I thought I'd, I, I didn't think more of it. I thought I'd forgiven her. Um, but what I learned is that forgiveness is, is a, an active process. And if there's any charge around something, then you have some work to do. And, and what happened was my ex-husband called me and said, I, they think they found the woman. And all of a sudden it was like, I was like, who is that? This thing came out of me and I'm like, where is she? You know, it was like, I'm going to go get, you know, mama bear is out going to get her. And I realized, whoa, like I have not done my work here. And my buddy, Dave Asprey has this thing called 40 years of Zen. It's basically, you know, the selling point is that you can do 40 years of meditation in a week. And I'm like, sign me up. I'm always looking for, (laughs) but what he didn't tell me is what you do is you get, you go in there, get hooked up with electrodes so that the machine knows whether you're, you're Ah. eating or lying or not. And you do forgiveness protocols. And so you really learn what it takes. It's so powerful. Like you really learn what it takes. You know, that, that, that's the old. Scientology, they used to do a clearing technique like that with a um, lie detector. It was the same 
a much more primitive form of what you what you're just describing so important so in other words you have to forgive and forget am i correct you know i don't know if you have to forget because yeah, if i you always forgive, wondered about that if you forgive you know then it doesn't have the charge like i'm never going to forget about about all of this stuff but my family and i were sitting around the table and we all agreed that it was the best thing that ever happened to us and that's possible, right? You know, and we wouldn't have. It's hey, possible with a miracle mindset, my dear. <laughs> it's possible. Yes. It's possible. It, and that's possible for everybody. That doesn't, you know, that has nothing to do with the money you have, how tall you are or anything else. It solely has to do with your mindset and mindsets, as we know, can change and grow. They're not fixed. What is happening with my last question to you? I, I've just thought of another one is Grant. Where is he today? Oh my gosh, Grant. So we all moved to Florida. Grant lives with my ex-husband about 30 minutes away. And Grant is definitely better than before the accident. He, I, I'm really interested to see how he assimilates all this stuff because, you know, he had a near-death experience. He went to the other side. He can describe it. It's pretty amazing. He Ooh, is, um, there's, a, there's a book in there. There's another book. I in know. There. And so, you know, it really was, it took about eight years um, to get him fully healed. And he is now better than before the accident. And now it's now I'm kind of, you know, I've been trying not to push him too much, but I'm like, this, there's a, there is definitely a book in there. My gosh. Um, and a lot of help he can have for people who maybe feel hopeless because all along the line way, I can tell you, there was no big sign saying, Oh, he's going to be better. Like there are plenty of signs showing that he wasn't going to be right. Mm, what a miracle. So my friends, I want to thank you all for tuning in yet once again to first lady of nutrition podcast with another first lady of nutrition, my good friend, JJ Virgin, who is a warrior mom in every essence of the word. Stay on the line for a minute. As we say goodbye, JJ. I want to wish everybody a happy and wonderful week. Shalom uvrachah. Shalom, may you be blessed, as my grandfather Aaron used to say. May you all live till 120. Lots of love. Talk to you soon. Bye.